श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय हरिनाम प्रभु की जाय श्री जगन्नाथ स्वामी की जाय श्री जगन्नाथ रथ यात्रा की जाय और भक्तवृंद की जाय और प्रेमानंद हरि हरि बो aspects of the rath yatra and that will be followed by artik and then prashad shri rath yatra ki jai jagannath swami ki jai gorang mahaprabhu ki jai aur pramanande so i mentioned this morning i would say a little bit about jagannath puri it's a very famous place of pilgrimage and it's one of in the broader sense one of the four dhams of uh, india identified by shankaracharya he has a place there in fact many of his followers are in charge of taking care of lord jagannath his big uh, principal monastery there and many types of pilgrims come there of course again he's lord jagannath lord of the universe so he seems to accommodate many different religious conceptions but in relation to gaudiya vaishnavism then we have three principal dhams abodes of the lord vrindavan dham navadvip dham and jagannath puri dham and these are the three places which chaitanya mahaprabhu has spent a good part of his time 24 years in navadvip is his Kumar Lila is Poganda Lila and his Koshor Lila means his childhood Lila boyhood Lila and adolescence and just after his Kishor Lila is coming to an end he takes sanyas then Yovana like Krishna in Vrindavan he's a Kumar then he's Poganda Lila boyhood Lila then he's a Kishor and then he seems to leave Vrindavan and go to Mathura and Dwarka so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is leaving Navadvip is like Krishna is leaving Vrindavan he took sanyas from Keshav Bharati this begins his Madhya Leela Adi Leela is up to taking sanyas he took sanyas begins his Madhya Leela and where did he want to go after he took sanyas sanyasis go to the forest So where did Mahaprabhu want to go? He wanted to go to the Bon. Hmm? Which Bon? Vrindavan. Forest of Brinda. But this was this sannyas, you have to understand. He took sannyas in a moment of madness. A 24-year-old boy taking sannyas. That is a uh, madness. <laughs> I was 25, so. <laughs> hmm. a kind of a madness especially for a boy who has everything he might find it so handsome and uh, so many friends so popular from good family brahmin family so learned that uh, even big uh, elderly pandits from abroad who would come to navadvip like keshav kashmiri he easily defeated so a very bright boy with a good education coming from a good family very handsome so many friends like valedictorian you know head of the class president of the high school he was a teacher 
in school, in Gangadas Pandit school. He also became a teacher, had students and so forth. And he had beautiful wife, Vishnu Priya Devi, goddess of fortune. So for a person who has uh, all of these things, a boy, a young man, a 24 to take sannyas, people who think this is madness. And he himself admitted, oh, in a moment of madness I've taken sannyas, what to do? He told his mother. When he was, had taken sannyas, he was going to Vrindavan, but he got intercepted by Nityananda Prabhu in Advaita's arrangement. It tricked him. He was so oblivious to the external world, he didn't quite know where he was. And Nityananda Prabhu appeared there and said, uh, oh, uh, he thought he had come to Vrindavan. Nityananda Prabhu said, yes, this is... Uh, anyway, follow me. They tricked him. They took him to Advaita's house. And there all the devotees from, so many so many devotees from Navadvipa had come, had been arranged by Nityananda Prabhu to come. All except for one, of course, who could not come. Hmm? Vishnu Priya Devi, to whom we owe such a debt because she gave Mahaprabhu permission to take sannyas so that we could learn the secrets of his Navadvipa Leela, the Vrindavan Leela, all of which he taught in his Acharya Leela, principally from the time he took sannyas, went... Rather than to Vrindavan, he went to Puri. Why did he go to Puri? Because Mother Sachi came to Advaita's house, and when Mahaprabhu saw her, after all, she was a widower, Jagannath Mishra, Mahaprabhu's father, had passed away. Mahaprabhu said, Oh, in a moment of madness, I've taken sannyas. What shall I do? Shall I give it up? Give me the order, and I'll do it. Sachi could not tolerate the idea that if her, that if her son would give up sannyas, he would be ridiculed in the religious society. But she could not tolerate the idea of him being a sannyasi and leaving home either. This was her dilemma. So she proposed a compromise. Rather than going to Vrindavan, which is so far away, you go to Puri, which is also a holy place. And it is like another room in the same house from Nabadweep, not far. Today you can go by, by train about ten hours from Calcutta, or from, from Mayapur, actually, to Jagannath Puri. And the idea being that if you make your place of, principal place of residence in Puri, devotees are always going from Puri to Namadweep. There's a lot of commerce back and forth. And so I'll hear news of you in this way. So Mahaprabhu agreed. So it was on the order of Sachi, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took up his residence in Jagannath Puri. She said, Chi Mataki Jai. But the Puri Leela, as I mentioned, is after Mahaprabhu took sannyas. So there's some opulence in this Leela. Bhagavan has been identified by Parasharam as that person who is full in six opulences. Aishvara yasya samagrasya viryasya yasasasriya jnana vairagyayuscha These six. Who has these in full? What are they? Who can say? Enunciation, austerity. Austerity. Enunciation is one. Fame is one. Beauty is one. Wealth. Wealth. Strength and knowledge. So, wealth, strength, Fame, knowledge, and what did Mahaprabhu have? 
Renunciation. Sannyasi. Ooh, and what a sannyasi he was. I was telling the devotees earlier. 24-year-old boy, and he made old men like Paramananda Puri, Keshav Puri, Brahmananda Bharati, big sannyasis. <coughs> old, uh, sannyasis for older people, in one sense. At 50, and man's life is... Uh, many material aspirations are fulfilled and I retire now for spiritual life. These were all the staunch sannyasis, taggies, renunciates. He was a young, jet delicate, handsome lad, only 24 years old. He had taken sannyas. But the measure of his sannyas, the measure of his renunciation, frightened Brahmananda Bharati, frightened Paramananda Puri. They kept a very strict standard themselves. Mahaprabhu was the, orbiting around the, the standard that Mahaprabhu set. Naturally, without any effort, Mahaprabhu set such a standard. So when Bhagavan wants to show Bhairagya, oh, no one can compete with that. But when we hear about Bhairagya of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we are attracted to him. Oh, he's a t detached, he doesn't need anything. If a person doesn't need anything, then we think he must have something. <laughs> he must have, he must be full. So we're attracted to that person. Still, while we are attracted to this, the sannyas, the ability to be renounced and so forth, it creates some distance. Oh, Maharaj. Maharaj is sitting up here, everybody's sitting down there. Some distance is created. Here comes Maharaj, here comes Maharaj. Shh. Swami's coming. <laughs> so it creates some, some distance. If Swami speaks, then create some distance. We think, oh, he's there, and I'm here. So some distance between some knowledge, some detachment, and so forth. So in Navadvip, we don't find the Mahaprabhu showing this kind of renunciation. If we're in Navadvip, one can get closer to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's Nimai Pandit. Our friend, you go to the house of Srivas. Srivasa Mandire, Pradosha Srivasa Mandire. In the evening time, Pradosh, Lila. Mahaprabhu was going to the house of Srivas Thakur with his friends to perform Kirtan in intimacy there. He doesn't show the same kind of ecstatic symptoms in Puri that make people stand back. So in Navadvip, it's just like Vrindavan, sweet. You can get close to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In Puri, some distance is created, enough distance to teach us. This is why Mahaprabhu took sannyas, to teach us. He saw, oh, if I act this way with everyone, those who are not high devotees, they will misunderstand. I like to act... I have my own experience. I like to act freely with people. But then sometimes I think, I find, oh, they don't understand. I, I'm a little different also. I have to be a little careful like this. Otherwise, then they will not be able to take advantage. So Mahaprabhu realized this. So people, some people are not, taking, not understanding him. So he created a little distance. But the, create, the distance that he created was for bringing us closer to him than to what he's all about. 
Therefore, Jagannath Puri is important to us because his Leela there, his teaching Leela is fully manifest. He's showing us how to enter into intimacy of Vrindavan Leela and Namadvip Leela. So don't think that Puri is not important. Yes, Namadvip is our goal. The Astaka Leela of Mahaprabhu that we sing about in the morning, sometimes in the evening too, we sing prayers describing the divisions of Pechana Mahaprabhu's eternal daily Leela. In the morning he wakes up... He's thinking of Radha and Krishna in their early morning Leela and how they have to get home before the sun comes up and they're caught out. Mahaprabhu is meditating on that as he's lying in bed. Then he awakens. Nityananda Prabhu has come with so many other friends to the courtyard calling Mahaprabhu for, for Kirtan. Mahaprabhu rises. He goes to the Ganges, takes bath. He comes home. He takes prasad, kutuko bhajan, in a very happy spirit, joking with his friends. They come home from bathing. Mahaprabhu worship the deity, offer the bhoga, showing how to be a devotee. The Radha Pandit will give the Bhagavatam class. Then they happily all take prasad. Mahaprabhu takes a little rest. Then he goes out in the mid-morning with his friends to the house of Shuklambar and others, performs kirtan. He sees the cows on the, in the Ganges. His mind goes to Vrindavan. He enters the Gosti Leela, the cowherd Leela of Krishna. His friends go with him. Midday, he's bathing in the Ganges in a secret place. Beautiful flower garden. Outside, it's all covered with thorns. So not just anybody can go in there. You have to be very determined to find your way in there. Then after some time, he comes out, performs Nagasankirtan in Navadweep town. He goes into every house with Kirtan, into every heart of every devotee. Then across the Gandhis he comes as the cows are coming home. Back to the house of Sachi, Vishnu Priya has cooked, Mahaprabhu makes offering, takes prasad, and then out for the night to the house of Srivas for Kirtan, into the wee hours of the morning, and then he comes back into the mandir of Vishnu Priya Devi. This is all taking place in Navadvip, not in Puri. So this, in Gauri, this is our ideal, to enter Navadvip, but the means to do that, the teaching that Mahaprabhu showed in Jagannath Puri. So Jagannath Puri is a very important place to us. One of the three doms for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Place of Mahaprabhu's domicile as a sannyasi, as we read in this early this morning. He stayed there. He performed. He participated in Rathiyatra for twenty years, and for twenty years the devotees from Bengal came and went, came and went. They would come. Rathiyatra is like at the beginning of the Chaturmas, so they would come, and the rainy season would come, so they would stay for four months with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When they would return, every year for twenty years. And intensity just increasing and increasing and increasing. And Mahaprabhu was going deeper and deeper and deeper. A little time he spent traveling, but about six years here and there. Some of those were spent in Puri. The last twelve years in Puri, in his Antilila, he became madder and madder and madder. Completely lost. He became he became as Radharani. Krishna became as Radharani, practically. So Puri is a very special place for us. Haridas Thakur resided there with, with Mahaprabhu. There he was uh, the uh, Samadhi tomb 
for Haridas Thakur's body. Mahaprabhu dug it with his own hands and placed the body there. He said, whoever worships this place, the body of Haridas Thakur, Muslim body. People, what is this? The Muslim body. Hmm. No. Completely purified by Harinam. Or even Parabdha Karma, completely purified, spiritual body. Mahaprabhu said, whoever worships this place, they'll be delivered. There, Totagopinath's deity is present. Gadadhar Pandit worshipped this deity. At that place, Totagopinath temple, Gadadhar Pandit would recite Srimad Bhagavatam to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Can you imagine hearing the Bhagavatam from Gadadhar Pandit, who is Radha herself? And this is what the book is about, the heart of Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam, that is Radharani. She's personally explaining the Bhagavatam to Mahaprabhu. So, such special place. Special Tirtha. Tirtaraj is mentioned. Uh, different scriptures attribute this title, Tirtaraj, to different places. But some say Jagannathpuri. We agree with that. This is a uh, king of Tirthas. They said if anybody dies in Jagannathpuri, they get four, anybody lives there or dies there, they get four arms. They go to Vaikuntha. It's said to be in the shape of a conch shell. So sometimes it's called Chank Chitra. Chank means conch shell. And it's guarded at the entrance by Nilkant Shiv. He's the Chitrapal, the protector of that dam. So to go there is very special. Special concession, grace to enter that place. I'll speak of to, to, to reside there. Just because Jagannath is there, but more so even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed there. And so many places of his pastimes in Puri are marked and so forth. Hmm? Everyone should go there sometime in this life. Have that experience. It is called Nilachal. Achal means mountain, blue mountain. And there is another mountain, smaller mountain, called Sundarachal. At the other end of town. The Jagannath temple is at the Nilachal and... The Sun, and Sundarachal is the Gundicha Mandir. We heard about Maharaj Indra Dhyumna. His wife's name was Gundicha. <coughs> the kings, they used to build a temple for their Rani, for their queen also. You can find in Vrindavan many nice little temples the king built for his Rani. She could have her own temple to worship Krishna. So this Gundicha Mandir, Gundicha temple that was erected by Maharaj Indra Dhyumna for his wife at Sundarachal. We'll talk more about that. It is said that Jagannath's birthday is on the fifth day of the month of Jesta, May, May June. On the, full, on the full moon day, I should say. Full moon day. Krishna's birthday is on Janamastami, eighth day uh, of the month of what? Uh, Bhadra. So, Jagannath is Krishna, but he has a different birth. It means that's the day that he appeared as Jagannath, as the deity mm-hmm. in this world to be worshipped. So, on that day, this birthday, there's a there's an Abhishek. It's called Snanyatra. So, Mahaprabhu observed the Snanyatra. And during the Snanyatra, the bathing yatra, the Abhishek, celebrating the birthday of, of Jagannath, some say that he, he catches a cold from the bathing. 
And so he wants to relax. So he's taken out of the temple and devotees cannot have his darshan for two weeks. At that time, the deity is renovated annually, repainted and, and so forth. At that time, Mahaprabhu could not bear the separation from Jagannath. He was going every day for darshan of Jagannath. And when he looked at the Jagannath deity, he saw Shamsundar playing a flute, wearing a peacock feather. That's what Mahaprabhu saw. But he couldn't see him during these two weeks, so he went to Alalnath. And the devotees, of course, they wanted him to come back. How could they get him to come back? The devotees arrived from Bengal, so Sarvama said, hey, go tell Mahaprabhu, he sent some, tell Mahaprabhu, the devotees from Bengal have come. So when that would, they, by that they were able to bring him back to Puri. And when he came back to Puri, met the devotees from Bengal and so forth, then what, was the, what did he engage them in? He said, now we should all go and clean the Gundicha Mandir, the temple of Gundicha. We should go to Sundarachal, from Nilachal, and clean the temple. Now this temple is, is cleaned every year. It doesn't house a deity on a daily basis. But the Jagannath deity goes there during the Ratha Yatra and spend some days there before returning back. So, it would be it was traditional that the king would send some bungies to go there and clean it. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was a sophisticated sannyasi from a Brahmin, high Brahmin family, from Nabadweep, and, and a pundit, we know he was very learned, an ecstatic devotee who had converted everybody in Puri, converted the king, the king's guru, and then the king. He said to the temple superintendent, bring me some pots of water and some brooms. I want to clean the Gundisha temple. He said, well, you know, the king's got some bungies to do that, a class of people who do cleaning. That's not for you to do. You're a sannyasi. Not only a sannyasi, but what kind of sannyasi you are. People are saying you're Bhagwan himself. You want to clean the temple. We cannot. I, I'm ordered by, by, by this um, Prataparudra. We talked about Indradumna Maharaj this morning. So, he has not left the picture. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, Indradumna came as Prataparudra Maharaj. In that birth, he got to understand Nil Madhava completely. Who is Nil Madhava? Through the eyes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The king ordered the temple superintendent, whatever Gosunda wants, to give it to him. Don't ask any questions. He had the key to the city. Whatever he wants. So, the superintendent said, I, it's not really fitting for you to clean the temple, but I'm ordered whatever you want. So, if you want, we'll get the brooms. We'll get the buckets. Mahaprabhu says, that's what I want. And off he went with his, with his devotees to clean the Gundicha temple himself. He instructed all the devotees in cleaning. Not by standing and and telling him, you do this, you do that, but by his own example. This was the standard of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Acharya Leela. We know he only wrote eight verses of Shikshastakam. Most of charges are prolific, writing commentaries on the sutras and, and so many things. Prabhupada used to say the first duty of an Acharya is to make a literary contribution. Mahaprabhu only wrote eight verses. He emphasized best teaching, and that is by example. After all, that's what his whole Leela is about. He's God, 
Bhagwan and he's teaching how to do bhakti to Bhagwan by becoming a devotee himself. So this was his method, primarily. Although he did write eight verses, and there's more wealth in those verses than all the commentaries of all previous acharyas in all different sampradayas put together. But he emphasized, oh, that uh, example is better than precept. So he personally cleansed the temple. He cleansed the singhasan with his own cloth, with his uttariya, upper cloth, he cleansed. And he cleansed it not once, but twice and three times. And he engaged hundreds of devotees, hundreds of pots of water, hundreds of brooms and so forth. Mahaprabhu wanted to teach us what? That we should all become temple cleaners? No, he wanted to teach us that if we want the Lord to, to reside in our heart, because this, this is what Krishna consciousness is about. Krishna consciousness is about building a temple in your heart. And if you successfully build a temple in your heart, a temple outside of your heart may also manifest. This should be the system. One fellow came to me once in Vrindavan several years ago. He said, Oh, Maharaj, I've got this big idea. I want to build this big temple and and on, and on the grounds I want to make it like a like a like a spiritual Disneyland here in Vrindavan. I'm going to do this and that and, and, and so many big plans. Yeah, big 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 plans. He said, you know, if you give me a blessing, I can make this plan, and maybe you can help me participate in this. I said, oh, your plans are just so big, too big. I said, I have another plan. My plan is very small. And it's small, I'm a very small person, so it's keeping me very busy. He said, well, what is it? And he said, I said, my plan is, I want to build a temple in my heart. I'm trying to do that. You have such big plans. I, I'm a small person in comparison. Then he could understand. Hmm. I'm just making busy, busy work, that's all. I'm just doing busy work and thinking I'm doing big preaching. But really, Maharaj has said the right thing. This is a real big temple. <laughs> to make a temple in the heart, that is a big temple. That is a real temple. And you make a temple in your heart, the Krishna won't leave that temple. That service will go on forever. And we give you a heart to Krishna then. Because if you open a temple, you have to see. Deity will be served generation after generation after generation. So you make a temple in your heart. You give in your heart to Krishna then. You will be the eternal pujari there. Mahabhu wanted to show, we have to clean the heart first if we want the deity to take his residence there. This is what he taught in Shikshastakam. He said in the first, the first thing he said was what? Cheto darpanam arjanam. He said, this Namsan Kirtan, which is my, the method of my madness, he said, this is, it does this first. The first effect is it cleanses the heart. He said, the heart is like a mirror. Heart, he, cheta. Cheta means mind, it means heart. It's a, a difficult word to translate in English. It's that faculty by which one becomes aware of oneself. Just like we human beings, we're aware that we exist. Other living beings are not aware that they exist. They can't think, I exist. Therefore, they don't have problems like us. Hmm? <laughs> when you become aware that you exist, then you have to think, why do I exist? Why am I? And what will I do with myself? And what should I be? And what, why, what am I? And all these problems come to us. 
they come to us in human life, problems, with a solution also at hand. Because in human life we can hear from sadhus, we can hear from scripture, we can take advantage of descending knowledge, revelation, by which we can come to comprehensive knowing and answer the existential problems of life, questions of life. We can understand that we exist and why we exist. We exist for joy and how to act in such a way that we can experience that ananda. Mahaprabhu said, the heart is like a mirror. This organ, this faculty of by which we become aware of ourselves, and, and this, this is like a mirror. So if on that mirror, if that mirror is placed in front of material desires, if it's affected by material desires, then it will, it will reflect a material identity. We are our desires. Desire is what makes up our material personality. So when we detach ourselves, then this false identity comes apart, real identity can come out. So Mahaprabhu said this, on this mirror, Material desires are there. This is like dust. It covers the mirror. So you get a, you don't get the full picture of, of, of what you are. But by Sankirtan, it becomes cleansed. Material existence, we have, it's called Misha Sattva, mixed existence. We have to go from that to Shuddha Sattva, pure existence. And Vishuddha Sattva, super pure existence. This is Bhakti. Not just Brahmgyan, Brahmananda, but, but Hladini, Samvit qualifying us to participate in the Leela and have an identity in relation to Krishna. So the beginning of all this, cleansing the heart, he said. And he taught it personally. You can see how in Shikshastakam he's giving a summary of all of the things he taught through his Leela in a, in, a, in, a, in a written form. He taught this in Jagannath Puri, in the Leela of cleansing the Gundicha temple. And he cleansed it once. And he cleansed it twice. And he cleanses it three times. It means he cleanses it of all gross material desire, all subtle material desire. What's the third thing? You can sweep the dirt. That's one cleansing. Then you have to mop. That's another thing. What do we mean? Something may be stuck on the floor and you cannot get off with a mop. You have to go and get something and scrape Right? Like this. What is that, then? That is aparad. Some aparad in our background. This is the sin of the soul. Otherwise, material desire grows so at least our sins of the mind, the body, but the sin of the soul. To go against bhakti, against Bhagwan, Vaishnav, Nam. This is, means aparad. So this we should very much avoid. That's difficult to, to get rid of. That will stay with us. In nishta, this subtle obstacles from karma, they can be removed. Practically. Practically removed. But these obstacles from aparad will carry on further in, in ruchi, bhava, prem, uh, asakti, in bhava, even. So you think I have to avoid this like the plague? would make aparad. We may have may make some we have made so many aparad, therefore we don't have any taste for chanting. But now we get this knowledge, so then we avoid that. And by chanting, this chanting is cleansing, so, so that's scrubbing the heart. You keep chanting. 
and it's wearing away gradually, taking away, polishing the heart, polishing, polishing, polishing. It will shine and shine and shine one day. Krishna will reside there. Mahaprabhu taught this by cleansing the Gundicha temple. And he engaged all of his devotees in that. Sannyasis were also there. They were participating only a little bit because it was considered they were pure. Their hearts were clean. Heart cleaning is not the end. That's the beginning. They were still cultivating bhav and prem. The general devotees, he emphasized, cleansing the heart. That Gundicha temple, then, is the place where Jagannath on his procession from, the, from his main temple, reaches, and he stays there for some days. Festive activities take place. And it is compared to Vrindavan. Jagannath Puri temple is the Dwarka, and Gundicha is Vrindavan. We have Nilachal and Sundarachal. There's a mountain of beauty. The blue mountain... Blue God, Nilmadav, Krishna. Yes, he's beautiful, like a black, like a blue sapphire. Dark blue, but so effulgent at the same time. But he's attracted to the mountain of beauty that is Vrindavan. Now, one, we have to wonder, what in the heck does the Lord of the universe, he resides there with Lakshmi. This is a very opulent temple, Jagannathpuri. What does he have going to Vrindavan or Gundicha, which is a dusty temple? There's nothing going on there all year long. It appears there's nothing going on there all year long. What does he want to go there for and spend some time? He's a powerful god and he's getting how many, like 54 offerings of bhoga a day, people cooking all day and night for him, living with, with Lakshmi there. Such an opulent lifestyle. What does he want to go there for? What is that rural? What does means? What does Vrindavan hold for him? You know, some gunja berries, this kind of thing. Cows and village people. Not only just beyond village, outside of the village people, cowherd people. What would be? Uh, a dusty place like that, why, why would he be, have any interest? We know why Mahaprabhu, why, why Jagannath wants to go to Vrindavan, but that's by the grace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Everyone doesn't know. Mahaprabhu, in his Acharya Lila, he taught all these secrets. So Jagannath goes on the procession from Nilachal to Sundarachal. He found some beauty in there. He found some charm in there. It may be, even in our own experience, we can appreciate this. If we have so much money, so much facility and opulence and so forth, uh, maybe we're very popular, like a big movie star, so many people, paparazzi, chasing them, taking pictures, and, and they're finding all this fame, all this notoriety, all this money. Uh, I don't have any peace. I want to disguise myself, go out just into the into the peace of the forest and uh, along the beach, quiet, relax, and be myself. And where has all this gotten me? They have moments like this. <laughs> so Jagannath has moments like this. 
This is too much. I want to be myself as Swayam Bhagavan, original Krishna in Vrindavan, uh, participate in that, all that beauty of that simplicity and the simplicity of the devotee's heart. It's not complicated there. There's no calculation involved in their love. Just a simple, pure heart. They love him like a friend, like a lover, like a son. Just like a mother loves her son. It's like a friend loves a friend. They love Krishna like this. They don't even calculate that he's God. There's nothing else in the equation. It's just like that. Just like this ordinary love. But Krishna's the object. Try to fathom that. Krishna's very attracted to this. This is pure. Pure and simple. Unadulterated. Who is attracted to that? So this is, of course, the whole Ratha Yatra. Jagannatha Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is coming as Radha and taking Jagannath down from his throne, dragging him down with ropes. Get off that throne. You are the big lord of the universe. Nothing. We know who you are. You're a gopa. You belong with us. Back with your friends. And what about your mother? What about your father? Waiting for you. And all your cows. And how can you be happy sitting up on that big throne? There's no Jamuna. There's no Govardhan here. No Brinda Devi. We know what all these things mean to you. How dear they are. We know who you really are. Sitting there on that throne, keeping a distance between yourself and the people. We bring you down amongst the people. Give all, everybody access to you. Vrindavan Leela is so high, but coming so close to us. It's not a Leela, human-like. So easy for us to identify with. It is said in, Chaitanya, in Bhagavatam, Krishna manifests this Leela in the world to attract people. And if they hear about it, they must become attracted to it. It's irresistible. This is the language of Bhagavatam. Mahabrabhu emphasized it. So we know this is this is this part of Ratha Yatra. Gopis and cowards that's coming in Mahaprabhu's with lead and dragging Jagannath down from his throne, bringing him making him accessible to all the people, dragging him back to Vrindavan. When Radharani meets with Krishna at Kurukshetra, she cannot be happy there. How can Radharani go to Dwarka? It's impossible. What would she do there? All these sophisticated princesses and all of their rules and types of behavior and social etiquette and so forth. She's not accustomed to those kind of things. Krishna has so many sons there. Radharani will feel so much out of place. She has to have him in Vrindavan, in that atmosphere, in that environment. These two different conceptions, Aishvarya and Madhurja, opulence and sweetness, and there's, they clash. In Vrindavan, of course, Krishna shows opulence, but it never takes precedence. When everyone sees him lifting over on hill, that's certainly manifestation of Aishwarya. But it doesn't take; it doesn't overcome their love. They're thinking, "We better help him. Put your sticks up, everybody. Help him." This is the power of their love. Even when he sh when it's shown that he's God, they think, anyway. Narayan does some wonderful things through him sometimes, but he's just Krishna. He's just our friend, that's all. This is a very high thing. So to take Jagannath from his temple to Sundarachal to Gundicha, this is what's, what is what it's all about. When they arrived there, Mahaprabhu, who is Kirtan and all, brought the 
brought the cars, they arrived there, the deities were established. And so, then there was another festival that takes place. I mentioned I wanted to speak about this festival because I haven't spoken about it in all of our talks about Ratha Yatra yet. It's called Hera Panchami. Panchami means the fifth day. So this is the fifth day now of the, of the Ratha Yatra. Maybe it takes ten days or something like that. So he's gone and, and he's, going to sp- he's going to spend some time there. He's been spending some time there. We're into it five days. It's time for the Hera Panchami. Hera Panchami means five and Hera means see. So what it, it refers to Lakshmi's desire to see Jagannath. You remember, he, he's in the temple with Lakshmi. Mm-hmm. From Archan point of view, then Jagannath is there. All Lakshmi is also in that. He has a place in that temple. Balabhadra is there. Subhadra is there. On the main altar, Lakshmi is also there, and she's the husband of the Lord of the Universe, or she's the wife. Excuse me, the Lord of the Universe. Lord of the Universe is her is her husband. So, during the Snanyatra, remember his birthday, he got a little sick. So he needed some seclusion, some infusion of fruit juices and things. And then while he was there for some time, he thought, you know, I need to get out. I need to get out and get a little exercise. You know, change of climate. Uh, I'm here for rest and relaxation, so go for a stroll. That is, the, is another way of looking at the Ratiyatra. So Jagannath wants to go for a stroll, and his, his wife is uh, left behind, Lakshmi. But he's very tricky. He has something else in mind. He's not really sick. He's sick, all right. He's lovesick. Hmm? <laughs> he's lovesick for Radha and the gopis and, and, and all the inhabitants of Vrindavan. This is what it's all about. And Lakshmi can't go there. Why didn't he take Lakshmi to Gunicha? She can't go. We know from the Puranas and Srimad Bhagavatam that Lakshmi had a desire to participate in the rasa dance with Krishna. And so, she went to Vrindavan. This is Lakshmi now. She's the goddess of fortune. She, you know, her feet never touch the ground. She's a very opulent lady, very sophisticated clothing and jewelry and, and diet and so forth. What to speak of fasting? She never even cooks. If it's an austerity to fast, that's one thing. She doesn't even undergo the austerity of cooking. Everybody's cooking. She has so many attendants cooking everything nicely. I mean, she's a real queen, a real Rani. She went to Vrindavan. She wanted to enter the Rasa dance, so what did she do? Actually, she couldn't quite go to Vrindavan. She went to Belvan, other side of the Jamuna. And there said, what did she do? She performed tapa austerity, penances. She took off her jewels, let her hair down, fasted. Lakshmi, we can't imagine. Lakshmi will fast. And if any eating, just simple foods like sadhu. For a long time she did this. Her desire was to enter the rasa dance. After some time, Yogamaya came and said, what are you doing here? Lakshmi. He said, I want to enter the Rasa dance. I've come here. And I thought, well, I maybe perform some austerities. Lakshmi said, oh, well, that's, you have to do something more than that. Whatever you tell me, what I have to do, I'll do. Well, you have to give up your husband, Narayan. It's impossible, she said. 
Lakshmi is the most chaste lady to Narayan. How can I leave my husband? And Yoga Master said, that's only the beginning. You have to give up your husband, number one. Then you have to take birth here in Vrindavan from a gopi. Then you have to marry some other man. Then you have to leave that man and run after Krishna. In a full moon night, Charlotte full moon, after hearing his flute. That's how you get there. And Lakshmi was, this is not possible for me. I'm Lakshmi. She means that she had to give up her ego of Lakshmi. She could not do that. Impossible. I mean, that's not a bad thing for Lakshmi. She has a good ego. <laughs> hmm? But the point is, if we want to enter Vrindavan, if we want to enter Rasa dance of Radha and Krishna, we have to change completely. And there's a method. There's a sadhana. And Mahaprabhu's devotees have taught that way, how to get there. And this is the way. You have to cleanse your heart. When the heart is cleansed, means this material ego has, has been retired. Die to live. We talked about dying. What is, what is the relationship between dying and separation? This is real separation, real dying to live. What we talked about this morning, that was real die to live. Die in separation. Live in union with Krishna. But in the more rudimentary, basic sense, to give a death to the false ego, to have a life in Krishna consciousness. So first cleansing the heart, then if the heart is cleansed, then we become fixed up. And because there's nothing in the heart to distract us from our practice, desires, take us here or there and so forth. So we can be steady in our practice. And steady practice brings a taste. An acquired taste. You will acquire a taste by a steady diet of Harikata, of Harinam. When our diet is not steady, then we cannot get a taste. So we have to come to Nishta. How we get to Nishta? Well, we have to retire other things, other tastes, see the futility of them, where they're taking us, nowhere. Put them aside. Nam Prabhu will help us. He enters the heart like a broom. A sweeper to cleanse the heart. There's no other way to do it. You have to chant. That is the way. You should chant like this. You should think, it's too hard for you to think, let me chant and become free from anarthas. Then I think, what are the anarthas? I think, well, I like that. that. I like that desire. Actually, I don't know if I want to give that up. So it's hard for us. So do you pray like this. Oh, Harinam Prabhu, please give me a taste. <laughs> give me a taste. Because if I get a taste, then these things will just disappear. I lose interest. The Gita says, if you get a taste, then it's over. Material life is done. Finished. The only reason it has any life because we have a taste for it. And habits acquired, acquired tastes, hard to give up. As bad as they are. I mean, alcohol, horrible. Tastes horrible. I mean, there's nobody that drinks alcohol the first time and, and thinks it tastes good. Your first drink of hard... I mean, it doesn't taste good. It has an interesting effect. But it doesn't taste good on the tongue. It burns the tongue and makes your stomach sick. And so, remember when we were kids and, and one guy stole a pack of Pall Malls from his grandmother. We went out in the forest and, let's try it. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. Just like, I thought, this is horrible. <laughs> How do they do this? They think they do this all the time. It's just it's sickening. 
But then you think, man, ah, it must be cool. They're doing it. So then people do it, people do it, and they try to you get an acquire, what is an acquired taste for these things that, that on the face, they have no, they're not attractive. And acquired taste like this over a long time, hard to give up. So if we do Harinam, it will cleanse our heart gradually. Try to be as steady as you can and try to be steady like this. Pray for a taste. Give me a taste, Krishna. Be kind to me. Give me that will end everything. That's a solution to everything. You get and he'll give you a little taste, then oh you get a taste and you think this is useless, mature life is useless. I'll go be a sannyasi, I live with Maharaswami and uh, but it doesn't last and it comes back. So we get to oh, we have to continue apply ourselves like this. Gradually over time we will acquire a taste. Now the difference between Krishna Nam and Palmals is that <laughs> <laughs> That palm cigarettes are inherently bad tasting, but Krishna is inherently very sweet tasting. But the problem is we've acquired other tastes, so we have to be weaned from those. And as the heart becomes cleansed, gradually the sweetness in Krishna Nam comes to us. It takes some time. Mahaprabhu is shown this way. As the taste comes, then Mahaprabhu says, Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasundarim, Kovitam, Ba. I don't want any of these things. No, I don't want any followers, any, any, uh, not worried about having a relationship with the opposite sex, uh, or sexual relationship, uh, companionship. I'm not interested in that. I don't need that. I don't need any money, anything. Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasundram, Kobita. I don't need to read the newspaper. I don't need anything. Kobitam. I don't need any knowledge. Uh, I'm satisfied. I just want to do bhakti, life after life. I don't even want mukti. Life after life after this ruchi. And then asakti develops attachment in this way. Then bhava, and so there's this cultivation. And in bhava, in asakti, that's one's relationship with Krishna flashes. And then bhava comes to the foreground. Then it's cultivated and so forth. So this is all part of the process. And as it's cultivated, then we arrive at... at, uh, at uh, Prem, and then what? You have a new ego now, new identity. Old ego has been completely retired. You stepped out of it. You stepped into your real identity. And then you take birth in Krishna Leela, from the womb of a gopi in Krishna Leela. Mystical birth. And then you proceed in that Leela. So this is what Yoga Maya was telling Lakshmi. There's a way to this. The madness of Mahabrabhu, there's a method to that. You have to follow that. And it's all about changing. So Lakshmi has a spiritual ego. She could not change that. Neither is it really necessary or desirable. But this Leela is there to teach us. Lakshmi could not enter the Rasa dance because she could only go as Lakshmi. And then she has to become a maidservant of, uh, of Radha to enter, the, enter there. For the queen of the existence, uh, you know, Vaikuntha, to become a maidservant... She has hundreds and millions of maidservants. Do this, do that. Her ego would not allow it, so she could not enter. So, so Jagannath went to Gundicha. He couldn't take her along. He's going to Vrindavan. She doesn't know that. But she's a bit suspicious. Now, wait a minute. You're sick. You spent some time. Now you want to go on a walk, and you're gone. You've been gone for some time. Where is my husband? She starts to think. Where is my husband? 
I've heard about in other incarnations, he does some funny things. <laughs> She's thinking he's the Supreme Lord. Krishna is one of his incarnations. I've heard some things about that. She doesn't have the whole Vrindavan conception that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave, a different religious conception. In Vaikuntha they think Narayan is God, Krishna is the incarnation. As, as Krishna, Narayan does some things, some funny things. That is his prerogative. But he's Narayan. We think of him as Narayan. Yes, he has the charming Leelas as Krishna, but Narayan is more important. That is the main thing. Serve Narayan, Om Narayan, with reverence, awe, and so forth. You don't understand Brajalila. Mahaprabhu said, when I come to the world, Krishna said in Kritanacharya, when I come to the world, means as Gaur I will do things and speak about things that are unknown even in Vaikuntha and give this to the world. So Lakshmi's wondering, where is he? He's been gone for some time. In fact, when the message came that he was going to go out for a stroll, a little exercise, she said, make sure Balaram goes with him. Send Subhadra also. If Krishna is with Balaram, then he can't be dancing with Radha. If we don't put Nityananda Prabhu on the same altar with, with Radha and Krishna. We don't put Balaram same altar with Radha and Krishna. Balaram is Dauji. He's the elder brother of Krishna. So in the presence of your elder brother, you don't, yeah, don't do that. Flirt with your girlfriend and so forth. When the elder brother comes, then Radharani would be respectful to Balaram. Mahaprabhu in, in Jagannath Rathiyatra, chanting, dancing, in ecstasy, sattvika bobs coming all over his body. Things that Rupa Goswami said are so rare in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that I don't even bother to explain anything about them. These things manifested in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, ecstatic symptoms. So absorbed he became, Nityananda Prabhu had to stand back at a distance. Viewing Mahaprabhu, he saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu turn into Radha. It's mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Nityananda Prabhu saw he's turning, it is Radha. What did Nityananda Prabhu do? He bowed his head like this. Shri Radha. So in the presence of Balaram, the intimacy of Radha and Krishna will be contracted. There will be obstacle to that. According to the nature of rasa, the parameters of rasa. So Lakshmi thinking, oh, yeah, you know, there's that Vrindavan girl, Radha. I said, if, if he's thinking of going there, I send Balaram along, then there'll be no problem. That won't happen. Send Subhadra along, you know, with your, your, your older brother and sister, you can't be eloping with a girlfriend at the same time. Well, Lakshmi couldn't come, but now she, she, she made some, took some precaution, but she's wondering, he's been gone for a while now. When is he coming back? What's going on? And she comes out. She brings her handmaidens. Her Panchami. This is the fifth day now. And Her means see. She comes out to see where is my husband and what is going on. So this is an old festival, ancient festival of the deity. When the deity revealed 
him, when, when Neil, Neil Madhava revealed his desire to be worshipped as Jagannath to Indra and he, he said there would be certain Seth festivals, there would be the hair punch me, there would be the Ratiyatra and so forth. Meaning to all this is not understood by everyone, just like the meaning of Ratiyatra and the meaning of who Jagannath is. Mahaprabhu revealed so many things. Mahaprabhu sat then during the Ratiyatra. Pratapudra Maharaj arranged a nice sitting arrangement for Mahaprabhu and all of his associates to see the Hare Panchami festival. Lakshmi coming out on a palanquin and so many servants and they had whips made of soft silk and they're beating the other uh, devotees of Jagannath, beating them. It's a drama uh, symbolizing Lakshmi's man. Her anger, her jealousy. She's become mad now, jealous. Krishna has gone, he's gone all the way, to, he's gone to Sunarachal. Went for a walk. He's gone all the way there to that dusty place, Vrindavan. Oh, he sent Subhadra and Balaram ahead of him so he could lag behind. And they could not witness, or oversee him. He managed to get some freedom from them. Oh, so she's very jealous. Mah jealous. Mahaprabhu is watching this with his associates and he's taking great pleasure in this. He said to Surup Damodar, My goodness, your Lakshmi, this Lakshmi is very heavy. Uh, she's got such jealousy. Uh, please tell us what this is all about. So Surup Damodar begins to speak. Oh, yes, the jealousy of Lakshmi, Herman. This is very powerful. He said, But it is different. There is jealousy in Vrindavan also, and there are many, many nuances of jealousy there. Then he began to compare the two, the jealousy of Radha, the jealousy of Lakshmi. Who is Lakshmi? Lakshmi in Dwarka. She's representing all the queens. But here she's exhibiting Man like Satyabhama. Radharani, Chandravali are the principal gopis in Vrindavan. When Krishna goes to Dwarka, they also go. Krishna appears as Dwarakesh with four arms and they go and appear as Satyabhama and Chandravali. Oh, excuse me. Satyabhama and Rukmini. And Radharani is, has Vama, Bhav, left wing and Chandravali has right wing. They will both show Man, jealousy, but when a right wing gopi shows jealousy, how she will show jealousy? She would just become very quiet, meek, and indicate that she's disturbed, but not overtly indicate that. And when a left-wing gopi becomes jealous, you become very angry and show that. This section of Chaitanya Charitamrita, the description of the Harapanchami, is all drawn from Ujbal Nilmani of Rupa Goswami. In Ujbal Nilmani, Ujwal means brightest. Nilmani means blue jewel. So Krishna is the blue sapphire. The brightest way of looking at that blue sapphire Krishna is through the lens of conjugal love. When he wrote Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, it's the ocean of bhakti. So he talked about all the different rasas. But he didn't speak very extensively about Madhudya rasa there, which is his own sentiment, Rupa Goswami's. He saved that for Ujjwal Nilmani. Ujjwal Nilmani is a book describes so many details, 360 different nuances of emotional love 
conjugal love that are represented in 360 different types of gopis that are, that are all present in the principal gopi, Radha, who expresses herself, aspects of that, as different gopis to uh, satisfy Krishna. So, the Chandrabali is actually expansion of Radharani for certain purpose. See how comprehensive her love is for Krishna. The Ujjvalinamani describes all these. describes the hero, Krishna, then the heroine. The Dira Prashanta, Dilalita, Dirodatta, Dirodatta, types of Krishna's personalities, examples and so forth, and all the different types of gopis, and then gives examples from the Leela of different types of nuances of ecstasy and so forth. Very detailed. So some of this is coming in Chaitanya Charitamrita in this part with regard to Man, something Krishna takes a lot of pleasure in, jealous love. He sees that Radharani is jealous, so he, he likes that. Although it becomes hard on him. She closes the door, won't let him in. He has to beg for forgiveness and so forth. So in Dwarka, Satyabhama, Radharani manifests as Satyabhama. She shows this kind of anger. And Chandravali is manifests as Rukmini. She's very meek and mild. Krishna tried to arouse Rukmini and make her mad. One day he said, You know, I'm not really a fit husband for you. I mean, you come from such a nice family, and I'm just a cowherd person, and people even don't even know what kind of caste I have. And, and he starts listing all the problems with himself that he sees, and he's saying, and I, I, really, I'm not, I'm not fit to be your husband. So he's talking about giving up the relationship. You shouldn't be with me. This isn't working out. He's trying to get her to, Rukmini, to show some, some anger, some express herself like that. She just fell over. This is right wing. Satyabhama? Oh. If she didn't get the parijata flower, look out, Krishna. She became so angry. In Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, in Puri, Jagarananda is there. Godadhar Pandit is there. Jagarananda, left wing. If Mahaprabhu, he wanted to arrange a bed for Mahaprabhu, nice bed, comfortable bed. He said, I can't stand. He's a sannyasi. This is, this is, this is Krishna. Make a nice bed. Mahaprabhu said, I'm a sannyasi. I'm not laying in a nice fancy bed. Jagannath became very angry. Jagannath brought some scented oil to massage the body of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu said, what is this, Jaggi? He would call him Jaggi. What is this? Do you want me to massage myself with scented oil? I'm a sannyasi. You cannot do that. What did Juggy do? He took the jugs of, of oil and clay, smashed them on the ground. Fine then. <laughs> Breaking. Stormed off. Mahaprabhu thinks, oh, I've made Juggy angry now. What I can do? What I can do to appease him? He sent some please tell Juggy to make lunch for me. And I will come for lunch and say, hmm. <laughs> And Karadhar Pandit, in Dwarka, Karadhar Pandit, he showed the mood of Rukmini. Balaba was, Balaba Charja was there in Puri. He was trying to fit into the group of Mahabhu, and he was like a duck among swans. He just couldn't quite fit in. He said to Mahabhu, I've written a commentary on Krishna Nam. I'd like you to hear about it. Mahabhu said, I know nothing about Krishna Nam except he is Shamsundar. 
You showed an undone, that's all. He's a dark boy. He suckles the breast of Jashoda. That's all I know. Oh, Balaba said, You know, all your people, they're chanting Krishna Nam, Krishna, 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 Krishna. And you're teaching, and they're teaching, that their ideal is to become like the wife of Krishna. But the wife never says the name of the husband. So what is this? Oh, Mahaprabhu said, oh, you are very smart. Very smart. Only one thing. That's true, but only one thing. In Vedic culture, the wife then follows the order of the husband. Is that right? Balva said, yes, of course. And Mahaprabhu said, so if the husband orders, chant my name, then she has to chant, right? Krishna has made this order to chant his name everywhere. Balva said, oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Then he come back another day. I've written a commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam. Oh, the late Mahaprabhu said, yes. And it is better than Sridhar Swami's. It was an ancient commentator that Mahaprabhu appreciated so much. Mahaprabhu said, what did he say? Swami. He said, someone who does not respect the Swami, Swami also means husband, then who is not chased to the Swami is a prostitute. <laughs> Balav said, oh, I've goofed again. Oh, my God. So then to, to find his way, then the devotees started, like, avoiding him. Well, there's Balava, let's go this way. <laughs> so Balava couldn't quite fit in, but he wanted to make get access. He was going about it a little bit the wrong way. He showed some abhiman, some pride. Mahaprabhu had told Jnada Pisunichena. He couldn't tolerate any pride from his devotees. I should be humble like blade of grass. So he's trying to find his way in and he made access through Gadadhar Pandit because Gadadhar Pandit was so mild, so mild. So he went to Gadadhar Pandit and Gadadhar Pandit couldn't turn him away. He knew, oh, Mahaprabhu is avoiding this person and so all the devotees are avoiding him but he's coming here and I can't quite avoid him and what to do? So he kept coming to Gadadhar Pandit and he asked Gadadhar Pandit to give me an initiation in Gopi Mantra like all of you people have. He wanted to take Diksha from Gadadhar Pandit. So this was going on for some time and then Gadadhar Pandit started feeling a little worried or oh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu angry with me. What, what, what to do and so forth. When it was all over, he gave initiation to Balava. And Mahaprabhu said, I arranged all of this, actually. I wanted to just draw out from you some mood, but you didn't show, you couldn't show that left side. Mahaprabhu had already drawn that from him. He's Radha. Mahaprabhu took that, left something, like up to Rukmini, something like that, Harbhava. So in Puri, this was shown. Jagadananda Pandit showed like, like Satyabhama, like Radha in Vrindavan. And Gadadhar Pandit, like, like Chandravali, like Rukmini. So they're all subtle, beautiful nuances. Mahaprabhu is relishing all this kind of thing. And Surup Dhamada is explaining about the man of Lakshmi and the man of Radha and all the nuances of this. And, and the Srivast Pandit is also there in the mood of Narada Muni. 
Surup Damodar is in the mood of Lalita Saki from Vrindavan, Radharani's fast friend. He was the secretary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was helping Mahaprabhu understand what is Radha Bhav that Mahaprabhu was trying to experience because he's so absorbed in that himself. So Mahaprabhu was hearing and he says, Look at your Lakshmi, Srivas, because Narada is devotee of Lakshmi, Vaikuntha. Look, your Lakshmi and Dwarka, she's so uh, uh, opulent and uh, and still her husband is leaving her and going to Vrindavan. What do you think about that? And, and Narada said, well, the, the opulence of Vrindavan is nothing. Dusty place, some gunja berries and all these things. The opulence of my goddess is very extraordinary. And, uh, and then Sarup Gamada says, well, actually, uh, Vrindavan is, 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 is quite opulent. You don't know the opulence of Vrindavan. Don't you know there are Kamdenu there? Wish-fulfilling cows? Don't you know the trees are Kalpabriksha? Desire-fulfilling trees? From the trees you can get anything. From the cows you can get anything you want. All desires can be filled just by milking a cow. Just by picking a fruit from a tree. This is my Vrindavan. It may look on its surface to be just a dusty place, but look closely. It's very charming. Very beautiful. What kind of love the devotees have. He said, actually, the opulence of Vrindavan is this. Although the trees give anything anybody wants, and the cows give anything anybody wants, they don't want anything. They only want milk from the cows. They couldn't get anything. They only take milk to offer to Krishna. They couldn't get anything from the trees. They just take the fruits to offer to Krishna. They have no other desire than to serve Krishna. Not even any selfish spiritual ego like we talked about this morning. Completely selfless in their service to Krishna. This is the opulence of Vrindavan. This way there was a debate set up for fun by Mahaprabhu between the two moods of Vaikuntha or Dwarka and and Vrindavan. And when it was all over, what did Sri Bhastakur do? He put his hand underneath his arm like this and went, <laughs> he turned into Mari Mangal, Krishna's friend in, in, in Vrindavan. He said, Haribo! Haribo! Vrindavan Dham ki jai! <laughs> this Narada Muni, uh, when, when, when Mari Mangal comes into Vrindavan Leela first time, and he's introduced oh, with Purnamasi. Purnamasi, she's mystic lady and her son is just like Narada. He's the Joker Brahman Priyanam Saka in Krishna Leela. Narada Muni is a partial man incarnation of him. Shiva's Thakur on the one side shows Narada Muni, other side shows Madhu Mangal. So when the Vrindavan talks came full from Surup Damodar, <laughs> from the force of the bhava of Surup Damodar speaking about Vrindavan, he brought Madhu Mangal out of Shiva's Thakur. He said, Vrindavan Dham ki jai, Jagannath Swami ki jai, jai Radhe, jai Radhe, jai Radhe. And this way Mahaprabhu took pleasure in the Harapanchami festival. And through his devotees he taught all these secrets, confidential secrets about love of God. So we should think about these things, we should study these things in Chaitanya Charitamrita. When we go to Ratha Yatra, Certainly some of these things will come to our mind. That will be good for us. And that's the purpose of this gathering. Any questions? Yes? Oh, you said that, um, 
The mood of Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur when he worships Gorgadadhar is to unite Radha and Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. And he's in the mood of Radha. Gadadha is Radha. But Mahaprabhu has stolen the bhava of Radha. Still Radha is present. Why is she present? She wants her bhava back. Mahaprabhu has stolen it. And she wants it back because she thinks this is not good for him. This is going to create problems. He's going to embarrass himself with this. This is too powerful for him. So she's, she wants it back. So Gadadha is fo following Mahaprabhu everywhere to get that back. He enlists Ramananda and Sarup Damodar to help Mahaprabhu. He's also there in Puri, giving Gadadha, giving, giving us a Bhagavatam discourse to help. So, Gadadha, Bhakti Thakur is the handmaiden of Radha, Kamal Manjari. So he's worshipping Gadadha Pandit, because when Radha is in need, if we render service to her when she's in need, then that little service will go a long way. Gadadha Pandit is Radha, but Radha's need is great. Mahabharata has taken her bhav, she wants to get it back for his sake. And so, in worshipping Gaur Gadadhar, he's worshipping Gadadhar at a time of great necessity. And this will bring great remuneration. Worship of Gaur Gadadhar is to worship Mahaprabhu on the Ragmarg. Worship of Gaur Vishnu Priya is to worship Mahaprabhu on the Vidimarg. So it's a mood of uniting Radha and Krishna. And it's a great opportunity to, to, to enter there because, as I say, here is Radha in such a mood of, of necessity. So he would worship Gorgadadhar and, and he would see them as Radha and Krishna. Therefore, the Arctic song for Gorgadadhar is basically a song for the Radha and Krishna. This Hare Panchami festival, was this going on before Mahaprabhu's time or, or mm -hmm. he introduced it? No, he didn't introduce it. was going, it was on. going on for a long time. The, this drama would be enacted and... Yeah. Where the Lakshmi becomes jealous and where is he going? They don't what it's all about exactly that he's going to Vrindavan. That's, that has all been shown by Mahaprabhu. Okay, we've had two nice discussions about Jagannath Rath Yatra. You've been very attentive and I appreciate that. It's been very enthusing to have you as uh, listeners. Now we'll stop. Jai Sri Jagannath Swami Ki Jai Gauranga Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Sri Vrindavaneshwari Radhe Ki Jai Puri Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanande